This episode is sponsored by Walker Hotel. Walker Hotel is located in Greenwich Village in Tribeca area in New York City. Madison and I had the pleasure to receive a sponsored stay at the Walker Hotel Tribeca, located in one of the most fashionable sections of Manhattan with a combination of safety and celebrity. This lovely luxury boutique style hotel has so much to offer with their sleek furnishings, stylish amenities, and home-like rooms. My stay in the Cortland King had a stunning city view that was astonishing to wake up to every morning. My favorite feature about each room is the electric blinds located next to each bed headboard. And I'll let you guys in on a little secret. Connected to the hotel right around the corner, a speakeasy is located downstairs. I went there on a Monday night and it was full of lovely guests enjoying a live jazz band and delicious cocktails. This stay is affordable, safe, and the staff is helpful and friendly. Make sure to book your next stay at Walker Hotel Tribeca. Hello, hello, Girl Connect. It's so nice to be back here with you, Alana, in New York. Um, I'm so excited for this season and everything we have to talk about to give an you know, insightful message to our viewers mm-hmm. and our audience. Um, and I'm just really glad to be here. How have you been? I've been really, really good. Honestly, better than I've ever been. Wow. You know, this topic that we're going to be discussing today is honestly really surreal to me to see like how far I've come Mm -hmm. from then to now is so beautiful because I've just learned so much along the way Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just progressing more into a stronger and amazing woman. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. You know, I feel like there's been some things that you and I have talked about, you know, clearly amongst ourselves and just seeing how you've grown from the beginning of our friendship, which just came upon a year uh, Mm -hmm. as of last week. Um, (laughs) till now, I'm just your your growth has been remarkable and what you've gone through and how you've navigated your situation. And it's just it's really inspiring for me, not alone for like others that I know, but for me as your friend. I can't, I can't give you the most gratitude. (laughs) It is so beautiful to watch, you know, yourself or the people around you evolve into a totally more, I guess, relatable or inspiring person compared to like who they were, you know, back maybe a year or two ago. The growth period is beautiful to watch. Because even for me, four or five months ago, I'm not the person I am now. Not even three months ago. And I feel like we're forever evolving and we're ever changing. But I feel like it's always a choice if you want to evolve, if you want to change, than to stay stagnant or in a complacent place. Yeah. And I would say, like, you know, even for me, just getting from one point to a next has been really challenging because I feel like I was just so stuck for years talking to the same bad guys. Not the same bad person, but, like, I guess you could say bad spirit, different host type vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was really disheartening, but I'm out, I'm out of that now, so it's nice. Yeah, I've, I've seen you grow so much. So just to clear the air, we are going to be discussing red flags today. Yeah. Red flags that we distinguish within men. Mm-hmm. And then to see Maddie, whew, when I first met her to now, <laughs> I think she's actually taking my advice, guys. She's actually listening to me. I have to, because <laughs> you know what? If I did not, I also feel like, Birds of a feather flock together. You are who you you are your closest five friends. I've seen that on a psychology website as well as I've heard it in real life. Yes, that's a really good saying. It's very similar to this one. A good friend of mine said, he said, um, what is the saying? Excuse me. He says, show me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Because mm. so. you are literally who you hang around. And yeah. I just appreciate you acknowledging my growth because it's definitely been a journey. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so to... 
start things off, we kind of just wanted to discuss how difficult it is to date in our modern day times. Mm -hmm. You know, we are at a prime age where dating is key. 23, about to be 24 years old. Wow, that's crazy. I turn 23 next month. I know. Well, this month, ma'am. Oh, I'm sorry. It's March now. Yeah, it's March. Yes. March 24th, mark your calendar, guys. (laughs) Yeah, um, dating in this time of my life, even as of three years ago, two years ago, not much has changed. I feel like a society is definitely on the social media apps, which I don't partake in. I refuse. And I don't discredit someone who does do that. But, like, I've always been in my heart, like, I'm going to meet my person in real life. Like, I want that, like, organic feel. But I will say I've had horrible, horrible experiences with men. I've had horrible experiences in dating. And I feel like I can't really put the blame on them because those were my choices. Mm-hmm. And I did not see the red flag. So. Well, I guess to say red flags, like what kind of issues were you involved in with these men um, that were causing you to be in those situations? Love bombing. One of my main ones was I would just take everything a guy would say and wouldn't really take heed to his actions, more so his words. And his words would be my hyper focus more so than how he was treating me, such as inconsistency. If, you know, he's here for a day or two, but then he's ghost for like three or four days, I'll remember, oh, well, he said that I was pretty or like he'd do this for me or like, you know, we could do this. And he never follows through. And he never follows through. Like that was a major red flag for me. And I kept doing that over and over and over and over again. Or also just knowing that I can't bring you home to my father. Mm -hmm. I know that I like you and you might be cool, but you are not up to my dad's standards, which is a reflection of my standards in a way. Do you think that that's maybe the way that a lot of men view women, which is why they kind of reel them in and say whatever they want to hear? Because it's like, I'm here, I'm taking, I'm with this girl for a good time, not a long time. Oh, for sure. Um, I think a lot of times guys have very temporary, they have a temporary uh, encounter with women. And I mean, I know some women do as well with men. I mean, there's so many beautiful women out there. How could you just you know, range it down to one. I think that there's a time period in your life mm-hmm. where it's like you, they want to have fun. Mm-hmm. They want to try out every single flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, they got new flavors of the week mm-hmm. and they always got to back up. <laughs> well, also men are very, well, I wouldn't say men. Boys are more so, more immature than so women are. The boys. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, and I just think that in my time with dating and with going about my dating experiences, the red flags I did see were more, boy behavior than men behavior. And I did not even want to experience a man behavior because I was so conditioned and like, honestly on this roller coaster of liking toxicity. Yeah, and it's for me, it's like, if you're reaching, approaching the age of 30 years old and you're still cheating, I think there's a deeper issue there that mm-hmm. needs to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Third, what about 40 and 50? Because they um, the two. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you're reaching 30 and you're still cheating, you're bound to continue to keep cheating. Oh, for sure. You know? So, yeah. It's definitely a red flag, but I feel like Hookup culture is really popular in our 20s. Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> very, very popular. Yeah. And I think that stems from the fact that, well, like we discussed, you know, validation in one of our previous episodes. I think that a lot of women are content with just the, the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. They're content with the bare minimum because they don't think that they deserve more. So mm-hmm. they're settled with just that, you know, settled friends with, with benefits. Yeah. Type of relationship, even though they want something more. Well, do you think a lot of women want more than just a one-time hookup? Well, duh. It varies. I have met a friend. I had a friend 
And she said to me, she was like, well, what if I want to continue to have these one night stands, Alana? Like, why do you think that I am looking for something serious? I'm like, because of the way that you portray yourself with these men. Mm. You instantly cling on to them and you're like looking to categorize them or like spend time with them or you get angry that they're talking to other women. So clearly you want a relationship, but they won't give you the time of day yeah. because you, I don't know, maybe sleep with them too quickly mm -hmm. or you show them you know, signs that you want to have a relationship too soon and they're not ready for that. So then that's kind of when they start to treat, mistreat you or maybe just ghost you. Well, men, men in their nature are natural hunters. They always want to chase. If they feel like you're doing too much, they might like you. They might hook up with you, but they're not going to stick around. They yeah. want to pursue because that's in their nature. They want to pursue. They want to be able to, like, okay, like, is this even, like, obtainable? Or is this person so clingy and annoying and, like, obsessive to where it's like, all right, on to the next, you know? I think mm -hmm. a lot of guys, even when sometimes I've seen, since I am around a lot of athletes and, you know, whatnot, I kind of have seen that pattern growing up with, like, how they had one girl and they had another girl and another girl and another girl. I was like, what's, what's this? I was younger at the time, but like as I've gotten older and I've experienced for myself, I just think that at times people just want casual encounters. But yeah, a lot of times women don't want that. And I've even been in, the, in that position where I wanted something more. I think men believe that women, all women want relationships. But I don't, that's not necessarily true. That's not true. necessarily true, no. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to be like, all right, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I guess it just depends on what point that she is at in her life. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, if she's been single for a few years now, she might be looking for something serious. Yeah. She might just be really dived into her career. But I think that hookup culture at this moment in time, it's, it's very large. Um, I think that people are just content with these minimal connections that they have. For me, I like to form connections with people, so I can't do the hookup culture. Genuine bonds. Yeah, I like to have a genuine bond with individuals. That's why I'm like, I don't even want to kiss a guy on the first date if I don't even know anything about you. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I also feel like there's no right or wrong blueprint to how people want to go about their situations. Whatever suits you, suits you. But for me personally, I've been wanting to seek out genuine bonds, and that's why I think that winging out all the red flags and guys that I've been so, you know, used to or even picking up on certain behavior that I know that I don't like, if you're showing those signs in the beginning, bye, I'm not talking to you because I feel like my – well, not I feel. I know my standards and my worth is way higher than where it used to be because I was settling for the bare minimum. Not because yeah. I wanted a relationship, but I think there was a point in time where I just felt so comfortable being – complacent i think a in lot of women of life. are okay with being complacent because they don't see their self-worth mm -hmm. they're okay with settling for the bare minimum because they don't think that they deserve more right and you know like i had a friend she's like my I, she dated a guy for three years never even bought her flowers mm. i was like that's absurd to me because that those things should just come natural to a partner but i'm like she eventually left yeah. it took her three years but Hopefully she learned um, a valuable lesson from that well, relationship. I've never gotten flowers. My dad gives me flowers. I but got, she was also in a relationship with that man for three years. Oh, yeah, that's not okay. That's absurd. <laughs> he got to do better. He, <laughs> he a little boy. He ain't no man. Yeah. Um, that's, that's unfortunate for her. Yeah. But um, I wanted to ask you, you know, what are some red flags that you've had in your past relationships or even current relationships? Um, or was there ever anything that stuck out to you to where it potentially caused you harm in the long haul? Uh, yeah, it has. You know, I was involved. I don't really date a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really sleep with a lot of guys. I don't have a lot of relationships. I had a boyfriend in high school. So that's a high school boyfriend. Doesn't really count. That was what they say. Mm -hmm. But 
um, you know, after high school, I did get to know more guys and I started dating this one guy. And I knew that he was kind of trouble because people told me he wasn't the best guy for me. They were like, you could do better. But I'm like, I don't like when people tell me what to do. Right. So I'm like, I'm gonna find out for myself. I think as you should, mm-hmm. you know, you should always give somebody a chance until they prove you otherwise. For sure. And I think that I was at an age where it's like this guy definitely showed me that he was not good enough for me, but I was also young. I was mm-hmm. also young and still trying to figure out relationships and love. So even though I went through everything that I went through in that last relationship, I think it was beneficial because it taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I went through domestic violence. I experienced um, physical, emotional, mental abuse, like all of it, Mm. you know, within like a matter of like two years. That's a lot to cram into two years. But I think it's really popular. I'm sorry, not popular. It's very common. It's Mm -hmm. very common for women to experience emotional or mental or even physical and not even realize that they're going through something like that. Because, you know, when I was seeing this guy, I didn't know that I was in a physically abusive relationship until it was too late, Wow. you know? So, uh, you know, I'm seeing this guy, I started to kind of pick up on small things, but like, I, like it went over my head because I never experienced anything like that growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, he would just kind of, um, he would, you know, put holes in my walls, break my things. And I didn't think anything of it. He broke my phones, everything. Was this out of, not to cut you off, but this, was this out of anger, out of spite? Like, what were, what were the reasons? Out of anger. I think anger management was definitely something that he struggled with. Mm-hmm. And I think that individuals who know him know that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. Nobody told me that. Mm-hmm. So how was I going to know until I was actually witnessing it? So We're experiencing it firsthand. Yeah, we're experiencing it. So the fact that I'd never gone through that and I loved him, like we were, I developed very strong feelings for this guy. Mm -hmm. So I think what an abuser does is they put you in these situations and then after like, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. It's not going to happen again. He just replaced all the items he broke and it was done, Mm -hmm. move forward, Mm -hmm. right? But it never stopped, you know? I think... For a short amount of time, he did. He stopped breaking my things. Because I think if that were to continue, I probably would have walked away. Mm -hmm. But the way that he operated was kind of just like, if he does something wrong, he'll apologize, make up for it, and then he will do something else. Wow. And I feel like maybe since you were so invested in your love and and wanting maybe for him to change or to be a better person, you probably stuck around. Not knowing your subconscious was like in the way of your mental being like okay like this probably isn't a good thing but our emotions blind us and our subconscious can really lead us Mm -hmm. into bad things yeah love is 100 blind especially when you're falling in love with somebody Mm -hmm. because i could see that he was trying to change for the better but old habits die hard so he was he had a history of cheating on girls Uh, i wouldn't say that he cheated on me from my knowledge but he did have a problem with flirtation he was very flirtatious with women. And personally with me, when you're involved with me, I don't want you showing sexual interest in other women. That's not okay. Of course, yeah, no. But some people do not think that flirting is cheating. Some people are naturally flirty by nature. But I think that there is lengths to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you are appearing single to a woman when you are in a relationship, that's a no for me. Big no. So that was an issue that occurred in the beginning. I think I'm almost positive that it died down and he learned from those mistakes. But, you know, as time went on, there was different issues that we were encountering in our relationship. We one night, you know, we went out to grab drinks with some friends and I didn't notice how much he was drinking. Um, I was 
not too drunk, so I was basically sober. Right. But we went out to drink with some friends and we came back to my apartment that I was living in at the time. And he stumbled, as we were walking back to my room, he stumbled into this random person's apartment because there was a party going on. And he took it upon himself to walk in there. Mind you, we didn't know anybody in there. So I'm just like, this is like really uncomfortable for me. But I actually ended up recognizing one of the girls. So I went to go hang out with her. And he kind of just like whenever, went, went wherever. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a big apartment, so he couldn't have gone far. And I'm hanging out with the girls, getting to know them. And this older woman, it almost appeared as if it was a girl's mom. She walked up to me and she said, you know, I think that your boyfriend is immature. He is, his ego is through the roof and I'm going to need you guys to leave. He's a causing problems. Ranger said this? This is the girl's mother who, they were throwing a party. Wow. I guess the girl's birthday party. Her mm -hmm. mom was there for some odd reason. <laughs> and yeah. she walked up to me and said, you guys need to leave. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's totally fine. Like, I can respect that. You know, this is not my apartment mm -hmm. and we just stumbled in here. We don't know anyone. Right. So I tried to grab him to leave and he was obviously causing conflicts with one of the guys there. So I'm trying to pull him to leave. He's trying to fight me. And I'm like, this isn't worth it. Like, he's just, he always had this persona when we would go out. He put on, like, this I'm big and bad mm -hmm. type act. Don't mess with me. You, you know, especially people, when men start drinking. They always want to fight. I'm like, why? I feel like that comes from a deeper rooted issue, too. For sure. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to prove? Mm -hmm. Like, when you could just be the bigger person to walk away, yeah. you know? But as we were leaving, he got upset with me. He said... I feel like you never take my side on things. And for me, I'm not a conflict starter. I don't like conflict. I would rather diffuse the situation and just keep it moving. I definitely feel like you're a really peaceful person in that regard. Like there's even been times where there's been things that have been like chaotic for me and you kind of bring me to a more of a peaceful mindset or a quaint place. Whereas like, but I wasn't I'm, always like that. Whereas I'm just like, okay, I'm ready. And you're like, no, <laughs> but, um, it definitely took a lot of, um, I think this relationship is what taught me to, be patient a lot of mental strength a lot of say. mental strength yeah. like it took a lot out of me to avoid conflict mm -hmm. i'm just like it's not worth it you got to pick and choose your battles yeah and that was not one that needed to even be happening in that moment in time with strangers it mm -hmm. just wasn't worth it when he said that to you that probably you were like okay like how did you go about like trying to trying to defend yourself if he's like you don't defend me like how are you like i, I gotta defend myself in this situation so my initial reaction was like to not get too snappy with him because mm -hmm. I did not want to argue when he's intoxicated. I'm like, we're not, it's not going to go anywhere. We're going to go in circles and I don't want to argue. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, I told him the truth. I'm like, look, I think this is what angered him. I said, I do not want to be around you when you're acting like this. This is embarrassing. Yeah. I think that's what triggered him because when we got back to my apartment, he started, you know, yelling at me he was like I said to him this is embarrassing it's embarrassing to go out with you when you act like that mm -hmm. that hurt his feelings and I'm, I'm sure it would hurt someone's feelings to hear your partner's embarrassed to go out with you but when also you're acting you like that to know the truth There's, I mean, the truth hurts yeah, sometimes it does. and you and need, you to, need to, to grow up accountability for your actions like you're an adult stop trying to fight people in sight for absolutely no reason yeah you know that's not I want my partner beside me to be a representation of me. Mm -hmm. And you're not about to be swinging left and right on who who, who and ha for whatever reason, mm -hmm. you know? 
I'm better than that and I want my partner to be the same right so you know he's sitting there I'm in the bathroom he's arguing with me out of nowhere he I just kind of got on my phone I, I I'm sorry if that was disrespectful but in that moment I'm like I don't want to listen to this anymore tuning him out you I was trying to trying tune to him out peace, peace it wasn't mind. a healthy way to go about that situation but again still kind of young yeah still learning you know he took my phone threw it threw it into maybe the bathtub or something like that you know and I was just like rolling my eyes because it's not the first time he snatched my phone from my hand you know what i mean aggressive he's very aggressive mm -hmm. and i told you he broke one of my previous ones so he had mm -hmm. to replace that as well mm -hmm. which is not healthy just saying for the people listening yeah um please don't throw your partner's phone or break it like it's not no or if you see that sign make sure you take heed to that being aggressive and disrespectful behavior now yes See, I didn't notice that breaking items, putting holes in the wall is actually an act of like abuse. Mm -hmm. I did not know that until years, a year later. Wow. So if just saying, if anyone's listening to this and you're involved in that kind of situation, which I know a lot of people who are, they don't see it as abuse, but you are involved in an abusive relationship at that point. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm sitting there, he's continuing to talk my ear off. And I said, I'm like, look, I don't think we should be together anymore. We're not compatible. Mm -hmm. And he did not like the sound of that. So I had this clip-in ponytail in my hair. It was very long. Mm -hmm. And he took it upon himself to yank it out of my hair and like threw it on the ground. Maybe to scare me or to feel like he was in control. I'm not really sure what his purpose was for that. And I was just honestly shocked. I was like, what? Like, mm -hmm. why would you just do that? Shaking, I'm just shaking my head. I was literally shaking my head. So I was just like, this is just so disappointing. Like, this is my, this is my boyfriend, mm -hmm. you know? And... I don't know. I think I said, I continue to keep saying the same thing to him, but wording it in a different way. I was in a calm demeanor. I wasn't yelling. I wasn't saying anything out of pocket to him. Cause I'm like, I don't know what he's going to do. So I don't want to trigger him. Right. He took it upon himself to push me into the wall. So I'm falling in between the wall and the toilet. Obviously that hurt me. I'm a small girl. Yeah. You know, he is a lot stronger than I am. So when he pushed me, pushed me with force. Mm -hmm. So I fell, I had scratches bruises on my arm like it was it wasn't a pretty sight to see and in that moment I'm just like okay he's never done that before so he just put his hands on me you know and I'm sitting there I put my hand my head in my legs and I just start crying and he's like why are you crying and I'm like because somebody that I thought that I loved just put their hands or on that me. loved me that loved me Put my put there. Yeah, me. I yeah. didn't really. I couldn't really understand what was going on in that moment. Totally. I mean, it was scary. Can't me. even imagine. I was yeah. pretty scared. So, um, I'm sitting there. I'm crying. I'm just kind of like trying to contemplate like what to do next mm -hmm. because I couldn't. I couldn't remember where he threw my phone because in that moment I just like kind of blacked out. Right. Just not that he like had hurt me to the point that I blacked out, but I just like. There was just so much shock going through my brain and my mind. Stress. I was yeah. stressed. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I stood up and I kind of ran past him and started circling around my apartment, trying to look for my phone because I couldn't remember where it was. And I remembered I had an old iPhone that he had broken. <laughs> it, I saved it and I kept it in one of my uh, compartments in my uh, shelves in my bedroom. It was not active, but it was, I could plug it in and connect it to Wi-Fi and contact somebody. I'm like, cause that's what I needed to do. I needed to contact somebody. So at that point I grabbed the phone. He's still talking my head off. I'm not saying a word because at that point I'm like, there's nothing that I can do or say in this moment that is going to help my situation. Mm -hmm. So I kept silent cause I didn't know what else to do. So I sit down at my desk. I plug in the phone. 
he's still going in my ear back and forth and then he made this comment to me he was like i know you use that phone to text other guys or something like that but anybody that knows me knows that that's not the kind of person that i am especially in a relationship if anything that's something he would do yeah so it's like I didn't even acknowledge it. I think that's he was just trying to get an initial reaction out of me. Because by you saying, were so quiet, and he was like, "I need to do or say anything where I'm going to get a response from I, her." Yeah, where I work, I'm something. gonna get where I want her. Yeah, yeah. So in that moment, I just continued to ignore him, and that angered him that I wasn't, you know, engaging in that kind of, you know, I guess back and forth argument with him like he would have expected me to. So he decided to come up behind me and put his hands behind my neck and he slammed my head down on the desk three times three times and that was really traumatic I mean I don't even remember it because I just kind of well I remember it I blacked out within like three seconds Mm -hmm. but I opened my eyes and I was like there's like blood there's blood coming down my neck there's blood on my face on my shirt I was just like oh my gosh this is someone that you were in a long-term relationship with yeah loved cared about vice versa did it was scary and I was like, I don't even know if my roommates are home right now. So I like, I just, as soon as I realized what had happened, I stood up, ran out of my room and ran into my roommate's room. Thank God she was in there. She was in there with her boyfriend. And as soon as I walked in there, I opened the door. They immediately like sat up. They looked like they were sleeping, but I don't know if they were listening or if they heard anything. The only thing I said to them was, can you please help me? And all you see is blood. This is like, they didn't know what was going on and I said you know my partner just put his hands on me Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend was a little bit older so I think he took it upon himself just to you know let make us feel protected because at that point we don't know what he's capable of right yeah so I she's sitting in there she well shout out to her because she's actually you know she went to school she is you know works with children who grow up in like traumatic homes so I'm like even though this is a scary experience for her this will really help her in the long run with her career career. (laughs) super off topic experiencing that firsthand yeah she I could tell I could see it in her face like she was just traumatized Mm -hmm. by what was happening and you know she was just trying to help clean me up and calm me down as much as possible Mm -hmm. and you know her boyfriend's just kind of like making sure that my partner at the time was leaving you know and he comes to the door he has all his things packed from my place and he's like well you know where I stay if you need me (laughs) and I was like get out of here like before I call the cops on you literally you know like what are you still doing here like nobody needs you for anything like you need to see a therapist yeah that's what you need Need mental help yeah Yeah. Um, so he left and you know I kept I was getting a bunch of calls and stuff from friends and family because I guess he reached out to them because I think he realized what he did was wrong but you know in that moment it was just really scary and traumatic because I was just like why why me like why am I going through this right now staying at the Walker Hotel Tribeca was a wonderful experience from the lounge area where I was able to wind down after a long day in the city to the lobby where I was able to get work done with their high-speed wi-fi I got the opportunity to stay in the Walker King where I was greeted with a welcome card and yoga cover pretzels the closet space held all of my winter coats the glass shower had an amazing rainfall overhead and the bed was very very comfortable the front desk was just a phone call away and was accommodating to my every need Housekeeping makes sure to have my room spotless each and every day with fresh sheets for bedtime. One of my favorite features about the room was the ability to choose the YouTube from the smart TV listed as one of Walker's options.
Well, I just want to acknowledge the fact that I'm really proud of you for being able to voice this. I know it's hard. I know that a lot of people don't really ever talk about things they have gone through. Um, I think that it's a, I think it might be healing for you in a way to really be able to express what you have gone through to be healing for you, you know, internally. Um, how did you go about healing and ending that relationship and not going back? Because a lot of times women, they leave for a little bit and they go back, which I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not, you know, condoning it either. I just feel like sometimes like when you know someone's bad for you and when they're hurting you, it should be the best to leave. But I know it's harder and it's easier said than done. Like, how did you go about, like, not seeing him again? Well, I will say that in another world, I wish that I hadn't, you know, rekindled things with him again. But I did. Mm -hmm. I was in denial. Mm -hmm. I was in denial. I'm like, this guy he loves me like he apologized like he can go to therapy because that's what he was doing he was actively going to therapy and I was like he can go to therapy he's gonna change mm -hmm. I I know he will I like I hope so you know because someone that you love you don't want to break that tie no so breaking a soul tie as what I call them is hard it's traumatic you don't want to lose that person you've shared memories with that person and it's like in a split second all that's gone because mm -hmm. they did this one thing or maybe you've even done this one thing. And so, like, I just – I could not even imagine. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Like, I, I think I would definitely say, like, it took a few months for me to finally separate myself mm -hmm. because I was definitely blinded by love. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, you know, we could get through this together. Right. You know? But now I realize I don't want that. I don't want my partner to be capable of something like that. I, I think the biggest thing for me that helped me walk away was knowing that for my future family, like my kids, the, the family that I'm going to have one day, I don't want to put them in a predicament where either of us could be harmed. Because mm -hmm. sometimes someone will put their hands on you and it they'll stop for maybe a few years, but then it happens again. Mm -hmm. And I don't I didn't want that. I want to be with a man that I know. You feel safe and secure I want with. to feel safe. Yeah. I want my kids to feel safe, and I want to feel safe. You want to go home at night knowing that you don't have to look over your shoulder like, what is he going to do tonight? Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah, of course. I'm like, I just needed to realize that I deserved more than that, mm -hmm. and there are good men out there. Because I feel like when women go through something traumatic, they believe, like, oh, this is my person. Like, we, he knows so much about me. We have so much in common. Like, how could I ever find somebody else? Mm -hmm. Ladies, where's the camera? This is coming from personal experience. Um, you most certainly can. Don't don't think that if a man treats you poorly that you can't find somebody better because you will. You can't and you will. And I've even gone through that as well. Like, I won't go too, too much detail about my own experience just because I just feel like, you know, it is pretty triggering. But that's why I say I applaud you for being able to speak your truth because there's times where, like, I can't even say certain things. I'm like, how would I even talk about this? How can I even not get choked up or like feel like my world's crashing now when I go back to a deep wound that's still there and it's still healing. Um, but I really like that advice you just gave because it's valid and it's yeah. really important. I'm currently trying to help one of my friends like move forward from a guy that was cheating on her all the time. And I'm like, look, girl, you are so amazing. Mm -hmm. And you need to let a good man show you that. But first you need to work on yourself. Right. So that's what I did. That's what I did for a substantial amount of time. And I've come into some, gr I've encountered a lot of great guys after this one. Yeah. Like literally not one has sucked like that one. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> well, that I guy mean, sucked. Well, I, like I was saying earlier, I think it comes because, I think it comes a point in time where you choose 
to not settle for potential red flags. Mm -hmm. And if you want better, you do better. I notice, I notice, I notice the little things in the beginning, the way mm -hmm. you treat me, the way you talk to me, the way you talk about other women, mm -hmm. everything, like the little things I pay attention. And I'm, you know, now I've like met this really awesome guy who is everything I could have asked for and more. It's because you wrote it down on a piece of paper. I did, I manifested it. Manifested him. I wrote him down. He's exactly everything I wrote down. I'm trying to manifest me one. The other yeah. day though, I will say- You have to do the inner work first. And that's why I think it's been so vital having you and having my friend Monica and a plethora of women in my life to be able to help me find my sense of peace, my sense of direction, because I was lost for a long time. And I think it's kind of odd because my dad was always like, do this, do that. But I always did the opposite from what he wanted. I don't really know where that stems from. But now that I've listened. Sounds like me. I'm like, I don't like to be told what to do. Right. I don't. So I, I like, feel like I do the do opposite. But when I realized and when I had, when I got to a point where I was dealing with someone who was showing me major red flags, such as constantly calling. If I didn't answer, he got mad. One time he got really upset with me. I felt like I was scared, but I liked him so much. He was cute. Well, not cute. He was handsome. Like I, looks really do blind me. Like they say love is blind. I think looks blind me, which is very shallow. Um, I'm trying to grow out of that. And I think I have um, in the recent months, but I, I will say after dealing with someone like him, I listen to my dad. I listen to my friends because I don't want to keep putting myself. We want the best for you. And it's like as an outsider, we see things that you don't. Right. You've so, caught in so many things, even with my last person. You I think like, I'm pretty good judgment yeah, now as, just from personal experience. Like I just wish sometimes like certain friends would just listen to me. I'm like, look, like this man has done this, 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 and this. Like he has a past. Yeah. And I obviously like you should never like look at someone from their past, but recognize patterns. Yeah. Well, I will say, and I know I was joking with you the other day. I told you about someone that I'm interested in. And mm -hmm. you were like, so and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm like, just, just like, let me get my pen and paper. So, what did you say about him again? Just taking mental notes. I'm like, just, I'm like, just uh, feed me all the things I want to hear. But I know sometimes it's good for people to see yeah. and to hear. Like, all right, you have what to are the yourself reality? Sometimes. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. you know. And just to wrap things up, I think it's just really important to put yourself first. And those kinds of situations, like listen to your is intuition. Like if your intuition is telling you that something is off or that someone's not treating you right, like ma'am, if you are crying all the time, drop him. Or if you're calling your friend multiple times a week about the same situation, the same dude, same thing that's hurting you, he gotta go. Want better for yourself. I promise you there's somebody out there who could treat you better, mm -hmm. but it just starts with you. Yeah, So 100%. There you go, ladies. I hope that you enjoyed this segment and tune into our next episode. Thank you.